Okay, I'll say. Okay, okay, we should go. Well, first of all, Shalom Aleichem, everyone. And uh, she uh, welcome uh, the Rav and uh, and all that they came, all those that came. I guess by right, I should really ask everyone what their name is. I know uh, probably half your names, but uh, for the sake of just keeping the schedule, uh, we'll keep things moving. But uh, I want to personally invite each and one of you. And uh, it's uh, says I'm, I'm sure you came for. Uh, for chizik, uh, for yourselves, but uh, it's really a chizik for us. You know, just to seeing the uh, mysterious nefesh, really, and the for um, you know Bali Batu to come and and, uh, and to come to yeshiva and to to learn Torah and to, to learn Torah and, and uh, go, go into a sugya and make a leaning. I mean, this is a very chash of a It's a chizik for for myself and all of us in, in the base meadows today that saw you there. It's a tremendous chizik. There's a Mari Mintz in a tshuva that he's discussing the uh, by uh, at the end of a chumash we say chazak chazak and it's chazak the one who was messiah got the last aliyah he'd be given a chizik it's like saying yishakach uh, yishakach so um, he writes that's also the nusuch of the hadron when he finished when he messiah the mesechta so the one messiah says hadron Allah he's only being mispalled he bonus on them they should have a koach to chazer uh, over and continue learning, chazer over is learning, and that you know, he's saying, he sings like singing shakar, like to himself, and those are part of the hadrin. They were saying that they should have the kar. So um, it's a we, uh, it's it's a chizik that uh, to all of us for uh, and uh, they were talking, we daven the kashbok should give us the koach to continue to really steig in our learning and our total avodas Hashem in Torah the year. So. Um, not sure how much of the sugya went through today, or you know, I guess they got a, it's a, a basic idea of what the sugya is about. The sugya of Zenenim is a lachaser, a very famous sugya here in the second parak of Bavakama. We're just going to discuss some uh, the esodos that come out of the sugya that are brought down in the Shulchan Aruch and the Poskim, and the uh, basic uh, some applications that I guess make us start to think of how this really is Nogeya in our everyday life. Uh, we're not necessarily going to be passing Shilas here, but just something, just Bosi Rak or just the different Inyanim that the, the Poskim Dan based upon our Sugya in, in the modern day applications. Sligmora has a Ivaya uh, Kash over here, a Shaila of exactly uh, what's the din of Zanena Vizelo Chaser. And a person benefited from someone else's uh, property. He, he used someone else's property. He lived in their property. And uh, the war is giving a case where um, that he was nana. He usually has to rent. He usually stays in a hotel. He usually rents a house. That's, um, that, that's the, he's over the maker. That, that's the way he lives. And, um, and now we are t- trying to take advantage of a freebie live in someone else's house for and, and, and is expecting not to pay. And um, the person who uh, owns this house, he was not chaser. Um, he's not, he never really rents it out. It's not in an area where he rents it out. It's a regular residential area, like one of your houses probably, you know, it's not, not a, it's not a Vida de Megar, it's not a Vida La Agra, it's not something which you usually rent out. So you have nothing to lose. He gained from it. He didn't have to go and uh, stay in a hotel overnight. So the question is, that type of case, is he obligated to, uh, to pay you the rent, to pay you what would be the going rent for that, uh, that room, that house, that dwelling area? So is he, uh, is he obligated to pay or not? So that's the question the Gemara has. And after bringing uh, several rayas back and forth, and there were rayas and bimarcha them, the Gemara finally comes out that the way we paskin is that Zanana Vizalachasir is Pater. He is not obligated to go and pay. And the Kipta, the case of the Gemara, is that case, is a case of Zanana Vizalachasir. Yeah, right? that's where we came out. That, that's what we're, we're asking. And because, like I'm saying, are you really losing by having someone there? Maybe, yeah, maybe not. Are you saying, yeah, we're saying the Misa, he did not lose a penny, did not lose a penny, anything, he didn't make, it, it didn't make enough gain of him at one at all, and the other person had all to gain, 
So his enemy is a lochas, she was putter. Is it the right thing to do? Okay, very good. Okay, so let's now let's let's discuss the let's let's this 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 mm-hmm. discuss this. But maybe the, one more yesod that we have to keep in mind that what comes out from the word that he's brought down in Shulchan Aruch is as we mentioned, Zen enemy is a lochas, is putter. Um, the other question, the uh, there is a question that is machlokas rishonim. Uh, what happens if it's Zelonene and Vizechaser? What happens if the uh, person himself he um, he doesn't usually uh, rent at all. He doesn't really do 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 anything. Yeah, he always just finds people to. Uh, he has his own house. He. Stay, you know, he, he, people invite him out. He's not a vilamegar, but he is staying uh, now in a place in a in a in a in a, in a, in a, in a mokum where it's usually rented out. And because he's living there, the person not able to rent it out. He went and went to hotel and was to stay in a hotel room. And now that person can't rent out that hotel room. That's a case of uh, zenena. Um, or is it Inunen, or even say Yiznen, or say even is, uh, you know, whatever the case might be, Vizechaser, the person's losing out. In that type of case, um, is a person obligated to pay or not? In the case uh, where it's, um, you know, say he doesn't have any or not, but the person is Chaser. The, um, so that is Machlokas Rishonim. And the way the Shochanor Paskins like the riff is that if you're living in someone's house and he is, uh, it's a Vida Lamegar, he usually rents it out. And now he can't rent it out because you're living there and you were mavatal him from making money off of it, you need to pay. Even though you could kind of, it's only a Vagroma, I only prevented him from making Parnassa, uh, from making and being able to rent it out. I didn't do anything directly. Lemaisa, you, through your hana, you caused it that he was not able to make money. You have to pay. Not like Tosas over here, Diva Maskol Zeh. The Paskin, as the Gon points out, the Rif and other Poskin, or Yishokhan or Paskins. In that type of case, if it's a, if it's a, uh, it's a, a vita la, uh, if it's a, if it's Kaima La Agra, one will do, therefore have to pay. So the Maskan of the Gemara is very simple. The way it comes down, the halacha. And that is that if it's not kaimala agra, you do not have to pay. If it's kaimala agra, you have to pay. Regardless of whether the person himself was nana or not, uh, is a vidalamega or not, the maskan is very simple, it's one of the ways brought down in Shulchanar. That if this is a makkah which usually is rented out, the person usually can make money on it, you respond, and you who are nana in that makkah, you're responsible to pay the full rent. And if it's not a, it's not Kaimala Agra, you do not have to pay. So that's very, although a little confusing in, in what is the maskana here, but that halacha is a very easy way to, to, to understand it. If it's omate for the least score to go and rent out, and, and then you have to pay. If it's not, you don't have to pay. There's one exception the Gemara, that comes out from the Gemara. One of the answers the Gemara, and then that's brought down by the Shulchan Aruch Lahalacha, and that is that if a person was living in a house that is not even Kaimala Agra, but you caused a loss, you, it's a brand new house, and after living there for a few days, the walls were not shining white. There was some loss, a very small amount, even Don, whether it has to be in Put or not, but a very small loss. And um, there are some uses in the house, some type of hefsid. Um, once there's some loss, even a little bit of a loss, then we throw on the person the entire, the entire cost. He has to pay the entire amount. So those are the three halachas that come out from the sugya that the Shulchan Aruch brings down the halacha. If it's kaimala agra, you have to pay. If it's not kaimala agra, you do not have to pay. If it's not kaimala agra, it's a little bit of loss, then you have to pay also. Okay, fine. So now the question is, is should the person be doing this or not? Is this the right thing to do? So um, the Amshar Shlomo here points out that all this is bitty evidence. You know, that obviously no one should be living in someone else's property without permission. 
Um, what is the right to go and do that? Uh, we have a concept, Allah, we see in the Gemara and Perakam Mafkid, a Shol Shlomi Das, you know, to use someone else's property without permission. So whether it's Metatlan, whether it's Karka, you have no right to go and do this. It's, it's the wrong thing to do. Uh, unless we know for sure the person was a Makbed, but otherwise, you know, go and live in someone's house. Usually people are Makbed on that. Uh, we shown to point out, understanding the Gemara, even if the person happened to see you go and do it, you know, they still didn't give you permission, and, and you can still be expecting you to have to pay for this. You have no right to go and just use someone else's property without permission. And that's a show Shlomi does. Uh, the Gemara in Elim Metzius, famous Gemara about a person wiped his hands on someone else's uh, cloak, and, uh, and that's uh, was considered like a goslin. Shol Shlomi does like a goslin. And uh, so we never allow to use someone's property without permission. Um, and an average thing which a person is mocked on, uh, the post can even don using someone's sukkah without permission. Uh, there it's for a mitzvah purpose, so it could be if as long as he's not there, he doesn't mind. Okay, but outside of that, you're not allowed to use someone's property without permission. All this is bidiyevit. Bidiyevit, a person did it, is he obligated to go and pay? There's a bit, she was base of Ephraim that he has an interesting case where someone was uh, a, uh, a craftsman, a blacksmith, a silversmith, or we can understand it, a, you know, a, a construction worker, what was given materials to build something. Imagine you go to Home Depot and you buy the, the wood, the nails, the, the, the plasterboard, everything else that you want, and you give it to a person to go and build something for you. And, um, and he said, okay, I'll have it done in three days. Then someone, then you give the materials to the builder, and then the person. Uh, uh, meanwhile, someone runs uh, to this uh, this con construction worker and says, um, "You know, I need something right away by tomorrow morning. It's an emergency. I don't need. I didn't even. You know, can can you make it for me if I, by tomorrow morning?" So the dilemma that the base of Ryan was asked, the Shiloh was. Can this person, this craftsman, go and use those materials that were bought in Home Depot for a different person? Basically, uh, without permission, he wants going to use those exact nails and wood and uh, plywood or whatever and build something for someone else. And Stam, you can't go and steal from someone. And he'll definitely replace it. He'll go to Home Depot and buy the exact same item, exact same price, exact same quality. You gotta take those things without permission. What's his mashanah? He's cornered now. What? What's his mashanah? He's cornered. He wasn't mashanah yet. That's all bitty evidence. I'm saying, but one, if he's building something, once he's built, what he built for that guy, for that guy, he owns it. Yeah, but right now the materials are sitting there. They completely belong to Ruvain. And now he wants to know he's gonna quickly build it for Shimon and go and buy new items and build it for Ruvain and have it done in a few days. Would Ruvain care? What? Would Ruvain care? Even if he doesn't care, the general understanding from the Vishonim is, is that even if he doesn't care until we, uh, um, meaning without knowing whether he's, you know, I, I'm not allowed to go and ask him, unless I know for sure and it's Muchach, he doesn't care. Otherwise, I, without a, I can't go on that assumption without his permission. Is that for only these specific things? So let's say money, would that be the same thing as money? Yeah, so money you can say for sure no one cares. I gave you $50 bills to buy something and I don't, you know, no one really cares. That for sure. Because there's a risk. Now that you don't have the $50 bill right now, you don't know for sure you'll get it back. Yeah, okay. It could be. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Yeah, so that is. Um, this is I'm going I'm going to Hanukkah like 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 Tosis and the Rishon not like the Shach, you know. Let's go with that Hanukkah, you know. Well, Allah, we don't know the and then the Sivas does bring it down. The Rav Shulchan at the end doesn't go like the Shach over there, so, you know, this that Shach is uh, everybody likes quoting it, but it's not it's not Muslim, you know. Okay, there's a Rambam. The Nadavida says it could go like it. Okay, you know that that's a deal. That's a deal in, in that understanding that Shachim is arguing with Tosfos, but <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. But uh, there are poskim that want to use it. Uh, okay, let's go over the Pashas in the Shulchan in the in the Rishonim. So, um, so the the uh, base of rhyme 
said that that's the case where um, and that's where this is different than the shach's case. The shach case is where you're using up and you're not going to return it. You're eating someone's potato chips because he probably doesn't care. Here, you're planning to go and give it back. I will be, I mean, I will replace it with other items. The person, Ruvain, who brought me the items in the first place, he actually has no chisaron over here. He, he's not no chisaron at all. At all. Um, I'm benefiting from his items that I could quickly build this for someone else without having to schlep out to Home Depot or maybe they're already closed or whatever it might be. I'm definitely benefiting from it. There's no chisaron to him. He's going to get his exact same thing in three days that he ordered. And I'm going to buy the exact same items from Home Depot. He said, that's the case for Zenem, is Chasar, be mutter even lechatchilah. And, um, but outside of that, the average case of Nezel Chos that we're dealing with over here, using someone's property, and then we're donning, does he have to pay? Uh, that we say, that's all just Bidi uh, It's interesting to note that the case of Nezel Chos, all the cases that they're discussing over here, and we can at least learn that all the cases are really talking about something which is karka-oriented, not metatlin. Uh, we're talking about that a person is using someone's property without resources, even in the case of my me'ila, meaning you're going and you're, you're using someone's property in Bataras that you're living in their property. There's a dwelling place, a house, there's a field, and you're using their property without their permission. And that we say that if it's avidala, if it's avidala agra, if it's usually, if you have to rent it out, you have to pay. If you don't rent it out, you don't have to pay. That's what it comes out. The Gemara in the ninth parak. Two different gemaras um, that are brought down on another gemara. We see clearly from that gemara that if a person steals an item or borrows it, he's a shoshal midas, so he steals it, which is a gazlan. A person steals a metatalin and uses it. Even this metatalin is something which is usually rented out. He steals a rent a car. He steals a rent a car. He drives. From um, you know across the country and back, and I puts in his own gas. Obviously, let's assume you know nothing happened to the car. You know the car is in perfect condition. Whatever, um, um, he's, uh, the uh, halacha is, the Goslin does not have to pay a penny for the renting for the usage of that car. If there's any hefsa, the car is worth less money. Okay, he'll pay that. He'll pay the pachas. But outside of that. Even though he he borrowed he he stole something which is rented. There's a place, there's a store that rents out tools, and this person ran and he stole. He he shoplifted a a drill from the store and he used it and 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 it benefited for him. He made a lot of money off of that and he did a lot of construction with it. And now he returns it. He does tshuva, turns the item as it is, and if it went down in price, he'll pay the difference, or whatever. But outside of that. He does not have to pay the rent. It's a gzeir sarkasiv, the way that I'm forced to understand. Um, that it's a gzeir sarkasiv, v'heishiv as a gzeir shargozal. The Torah says that when you steal something, it's metatlin, return it as is, we're not going to ask you to pay anymore. The smai, when it is, it's like a takanas hashavim, talmud tshuva. must understand it's built into the Torah. The Torah itself the, does not require him to have to return, uh, to have to pay anything extra. Return the item, and that's all we're going to ask you for. Ah, you benefit from it? We're not going to ask anything. That's only by metatzlim, by karka. Karka ain't an exelis. Uh, there's an issue to use a karka without permission, but uh, karka ain't an exelis. has no kinyone gazelle on it. And that we say that that's his whole sugya, that if it's a vidal agri, he has to pay. Metatzlim, he will not have to pay. So that's important chiluk uh, to keep in mind. Okay. So now let's um, discuss uh, some of the applications of this Gemara. Came to know to Yehuda, and he was asked a very interesting Shiloh, where there was um, there was a someone who was machaber a parish on the Gemara Nizikin and Kachim. So he has the Gemara on top, and he has these parish on the bottom. I guess the uh, the original uh, arch grill or Sancino. Uh, Type Gemara. So the Gemara page was there, but he also has his, his parish. On, um, happened to be on the bottom of the page. And uh, he went and hired someone to print it for him. 
In those days, they had these uh, you know, metal, lead, and plates and letters. You had to like, put each letter in and everything. And, and it was already... Uh, and so um, Tachava, he went and paid for the person to go and print his sefer, his parish, his running parish on, on, uh, on parts of Shas. And now the uh, printer wants to go and print a regular Pashida Gemara without the parish, you know. Hopeless print, uh, he set up the letters, the lettering anyways, all the letters are ready to go, all the plates are ready to go. Once it's there already, he'll go print a regular, you know, Nezikin, Kachim, Gemara, he went without the bottom part, and, um, and fine. Came the Machaber the Sefer and said, wait a second, you're using what I hired you to set up and the plates that I hired you to set up for your own sake to make money and start printing out of it, uh, you owe me part of your uh, profits of that uh, printing of the plain Gemara without my parish. That's what the Nodibido was asked. Um, Pashas, we could say that that Zen is al that um, the, print, the uh, printer is benefiting from it. Making a lot of money selling this nice new uh, shas, you know, nazikim and kutch and gemara. The um, the machaber, uh, the sefer, is not losing anything. He's not losing anything. His sefer is on the market too, sitting right next to that shas with a parish on it. And he has not lost a penny. So zen and vizelo chaser, and machaber, the printer doesn't have to owe, doesn't owe him a penny. So he came to Nadav Yehudim with a tremendous chiddush, and he said, "Well, we all know the halacha that once there's some loss, it's not chasul agamri. You even made the walls black in the house, then already you have to pay the full rent." Says Zaktan Nadav Yehuda, over here, not only is there a little loss to the author of the sefer, there's a very big loss to the author of the sefer. Why? Because before his sefer was printed, before he hired this printer to, uh, to print this sefer, um, there wasn't really Gomorrahs around for, for you know, very hard to find Gomorrahs. And we're used to having Gomorrahs. Every bar mitzvah bacher probably has two shasim for his bar mitzvah, but it's very hard to find. It says, once his sefer was printed, even someone that did not want his parish on the Sefer, they weren't interested in his parish. Baruch Hashem, they can't learn without it. They don't, they don't need his parish. It, uh, um, but if they want to buy uh, a, a Nazikim Gemara, they have to buy his Gemara. You know, if you're looking around for Mishnai, there's no Mishnayas around unless you buy it with the uh, Kahati Mishnayas, or unless you buy an art school. Yeah. This, this was historical fact, too, where you were saying Luzer. That was a fact in the 1700s. There in Prague, wherever it happened, that there weren't Gemaras really around. And uh, once this person printed his parish on the Zikim, any stomp person, uh, certainly what was easily available, if you want to buy an Zikim, you had to buy an Zikim with his parish. That was what was around. And there wasn't a regular Gemara. There was only art schools around. So even though he wanted the regular Gemara without the uh, English or Hebrew uh, explanation, that was only what's available. And therefore, this person would have made a lot of money, much more money, without the person printing, using, his pla- using these plates, to print the uh, uh, Nazikim and Kachim Gemara. Because he went and used those plates to print a, an, a plain Gemara, the uh, Machaber of that Sefer is now losing out. Wasn't it more of an issue of the Sagas of Wool? Because he didn't hire him to protect his financial benefit. He hired him to do a specific job, and he did a task for him. So the issue, so you would say, the Sagas of Wool, but why, why would it be, he's not encroaching on, on he's not a, that wasn't what he was hired for. He wasn't hired to protect this guy's pranasa. I mean, there should be outside his gavol or should not be. So that's the only thing that I would say is an issue. But the fact to say that there's an issue because he's, taking, he's not taking anything from him. That guy didn't hire him to protect his, his pranasa. He hired him to do a, a task that he wasn't able to do, and he did the task. I mean, he uh, he did the per- he 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 followed through in the. Um the job he was hired to do, and now he's he doing this ask, on his own. You're saying he didn't ask him to protect his pranasa. Right. So is that, that's, 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 that's,
So, I, I think what you're leading to is exactly what the Baruch Tam has a pick book on this Nadebihuda. The great uh, Baruch Frankum, the Divi Chaim Zeshver, but he is a god on his own. <laughs> he, uh, in his Haaris on the Nadebihuda, he says that this Nadebihuda is a pelon. It's that he owes a certain amount of profits to the uh, to the Machar of the Sefer. And he says, Mamma Shapella. And he um, he has two uh, main Nakudas, two reasons that two two ha'aras on the Nadibihuda. Number one he says, that that Khazal tell us and the Rishonar being down from the Gemara, that because of, you were living in the house and you made the house the walls black, the Shacharisa the Shaisa that, that that's only where there is direct hefsid through what you yourself were benefited benefiting in the other person's mokum um, uh, and in his property. Uh, you use his property and caused him a hefsid. Over here it says this hefsid is indirect. You know, you're uh, you're causing a hefsid. It's really a manias harevach. You know, it's not you're causing many real hefsid. You didn't make his svarim worn out and, and not uh, usable now and people aren't going to buy it, they're not, they don't look so appetizing, or whatever it is. You know, it doesn't, that's not the issue. Over here, all it is is that you, uh, uh, because there's more regular sperm available, so less people are going to buy you safer. That, that's not what Chazal said, that you're causing some type of hefzid and therefore you have to pay the whole thing. That's only when there's a hefzid in the item itself that you used. This is indirect and it's a Menias Harevach type hefzid. Where's the dimyat at all to this... Uh, to the, what the Rishonim bring it down from the Gemara about making the walls black. That's horror number one. Horror number two, he says, and Bechal, I don't see where the whole thing gets off the ground. I think this is what you were leading to, is that all the cases of Zanavis al Chasir is where you're using the person's property. You shouldn't have really done it, and, um, but whatever it is, you're using the, person, the person's property, and the question is, and now, Bidiyeved, do you have to pay for that? But over here, the plates belong to the publisher. They're, they belong to him. And um, you know, it could be, and this is a big issue today with intellectual property, you know, person, you design a program for someone, okay, so then, and then whoever you design it for really owns that program, whatever, whatever the laws, the laws of that, the Dina Mahusa, whatever, whatever Gedarim that that has an intellectual property. But over here, the publisher went, he went to the Tircha of setting, setting the plates, um, and the, the, le- the letters and everything, but that, that belongs to him. It is his tircha went into it. He charged you, uh, you paid him for that tircha. Let him do whatever he wants to do with it. If you're not happy, that's your own fault. And it's not, it has nothing to do with the whole sugya of Zanen, of Zanen, of Then he ends off saying like a, uh, a muscle, for example, and this kind of makes it hit home. He says, uh, what happens if you hired someone to uh, move, you know, you have a bunch of things you want to get rid of in your house, and um, and you want to uh, you're high, you're, you're moving, you want to move some you know uh, move some items or you want to move from one place to another, and the person goes, and he buys a brand new pickup truck to help you move your your items, and uh, he puts all your items on his truck and his little leftover room, and uh, and the owner of the truck puts some of his own items on there. Are you going to say he can't do that? Because you have the full uses of his truck. It's his truck. He bought the truck to go and help you out. I mean, he'll use it for other purposes too. Now he's got it. But just because he bought, you know, that, you know, it's, it's his own pickup truck. <laughs> what do you want from him? Why, you know, why come you cannot go and that, use that, it? That, but the, he's the printer. Zachaser. Why, why are you saying Zachaser? Definitely Zachaser. The only thing I can buy today is a Kahati. Now I'm going to use it. Now I can buy other. That's not where you hired yeah. the printer. Yeah, he said well, that, that already said that that, that you're not obligated for. He's just saying he has full permission to use his items. You know, then it's causing your. Then it's good. Let it go into Asagas Gavul, other issues. Uh, is he allowed to go and be in competition with you or not? Which he has full uh, permission to be in competition. That's what life is all about competition. You know, nothing wrong, 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 wrong with that. But it's his own item. You know, he, he can't use a. Just because he put money. To obtain that item to help you out in your parnasa, he can't use it for his own parnasa now, his own personal use, or his own. Of course, he can. That's what the 
Baruch Tam asks on the uh, need if he wants to argue with another Yehuda. If yeah. the uh, person who commissioned the printing, can he ask for the plates back? Did he buy the plates as well for printing? Usually not. Yeah, if he wants to pay for it, and then he put that in the contract in the beginning, then fine. Uh-huh. But that's, that's not the norm. That's not the norm. Yeah. Comes the uh, Marshag, or Shimon Grinfeld, one of the great Hungarian postkim of the, of the year, early 1900s. His chuvas are known to hold a lot of weight. And um, he also says that the Nadrihuda is a Pella. And, um, and he. Um, he also gives like another example to help us uh, know how to apply this. He says, say for example, that someone needed a ride to the train station. Or let's make it a little more modern, you know, the, the airport. They needed a ride to the airport. And they, uh, they hired you to give them a ride to the airport. And when you come to the airport, and you, know, you paid for that ride, come to the airport, he, uh, there's other people there, they need a ride back into town from the airport. And the assumption is, and maybe today it's not like that, in those days when you drove all the way to the, to the train station, um, you're paying for both ways because he's not going to find someone at the train station on the average. So you're paying for both ways. You're paying what goes into the price, is what goes into the... When you pay that, that taxi, is that he's going, to not, he's going to have to drive back. You hire a taxi to go, go to New York and back, you know. Goes into the price. Is it going to come back? It happened to be, wasn't expected, that there's someone there at the airport at the train station. He's going to want. He's going to bring back. He says, is he not allowed to do that? You know, you went. Now, you went and, and paid for the ride. You kind of rented out the car. Uh, the standard is you pay for the whole thing both ways because that's the way uh, the person doesn't usually, uh, you know, that doesn't usually have. Um, um, a, ride, a ride back. Now that he found someone, you know, it's his. You know, he, dro- he drove He went to the Tircha driving you there. He says, you can't go and say, uh, you know, um, you owe me money because you made money off of me because you're able to, to uh, drive these people back. You went and paid for what it took for him to get to the airport, to get to the train station. Now today, where it's common that you find someone there and drives them back and you probably have that in mind, if I find someone, I'm going to try to make money uh, then maybe it's this different story. But uh, Marshag is talking about a scenario where uh, it was understood that you're not, process, you're not going to find anyone there, and you rent out, you pay for the whole, uh, uh, the whole trip, going and, going and back. So maybe the, the case for the printer, had the printer printed identical copies and sold it, right. I think we'd all agree that we would have a complaint against him. Exactly right. Why? What's the complaint against him? Is it intellectual property? Yeah. So it's the same exact intellectual property, He's selling the same part of the intellectual property without the peerage, but it's still that same. So you can't sell it. You can't. Yeah. That was that was a standard Gemara. That was a standard Gemara that's found everywhere. Just he happened to go out of his way to 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 set it, but there was nothing special about it at all. That was a standard selling chocolate chip cookies. You know. It sounds nothing. like this case that we set up originally though is that it's just not so easily found. So he created something that is now going to put into the market a more easily found safer with the parish so, the the so now part. there's more of those more of these gumaras so like, is it, I don't understand this guy's this guy's paying a printer to print for him to make money or he's paying the printer because he wants the safer and that's it he's really pr- he wants to print his parish mm-hmm. so he just yeah. wants to print his parish he's right. not interested in making money right, he wants yeah, to make money if he wants to make money so then I would have thought that all the everything that goes into that is, is for the purpose of making money Right, yeah. including the other it's like a parish on Chumash, so you have the Chumash on top, but you know, Chumash is really not the main thing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could, you could. Uh, there's what to done in all these cases. I'm just uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. you start, you know, you start to start to think as exactly how to apply it. Ken Kanzamarshag, and he was asked another asylum. Someone uh, rented a train car. So what does he say about? He said that that. that so they both. I'm going to argue the another Yehuda. In that case, he says for sure you don't have to pay. For sure, you don't have to pay for that. Again, today it might be different. Today uh, it might be different. But he says in that type of case, in, ni- in the early 1900s, when uh, you took someone to the train station, you know there was a, you know, it was a surprise that maybe you know, you know it was you know, out of the blue. Someone happened to be there. He made some money on it, but that that wasn't uh, 
Uh, it wasn't unexpected. Isn't so it? If the guy would have said, I want to go back, he would have had to say, so you can't come, this guy wants to come back to me again. Okay, that might be different. Would, would yeah. That I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Okay. <laughs> it could be rented out the whole, uh, for both ways. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Now, it comes to Marashag with another case. There was a, um, someone rented out a, a train car. He wanted to transport uh, his potatoes, a potato farmer. He had to transport his potatoes to, um, to the marketplace. So, you know, so the farmer brought his potatoes to the, uh, the, train, station, the, the train station, and uh, today you rent out an 18-wheeler, a truck, whatever, to transport your items. He did not need the whole, the whole uh, lift, you know, at, uh, the whole area, the whole truck, the car, the train car. I needed half of it, but the way things go is it's all or nothing. You got to rent the whole uh, the whole car. Okay, so that's what he did. What can he do? You know, he needs to transport his potatoes. It's uh, you know, it's, it's that's part of the expense. So he rented out the whole car. Lo and behold, someone sees all this empty area there, and he goes and he puts his carriage there, and takes advantage of that air, empty area, and has it transported to the marketplace. And now the Shiloh was asked to the Marashag, does this uh, person who put his carrots there, does he have to pay money to the person, the farmer who rented it out, the potato farmer? You could tie it's Zenene, the carrot farmer. Now, a lot of Hanover here got his items <laughs> transported for free. Vizela Chasir, the owner, the, the, the owner of potatoes, the potato farmer did not lose anything at all. He, he was going to rent it out regardless, and therefore the, uh, the potato farmer the, the, cannot be Tovea, the carrot farmer, for a penny. That is what the Marshag was asked. Marshag Paskin, he has to pay. He, he has to pay. What? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you could argue over here that uh, by a uh, living place, you don't want people, you're makbun not to have people live in your, uh, in your home for, you know, without permission. You're makbun on the, the, even the dresses are regular in your, in your house. Over here, you know, you're renting out a train car. You know, some guy wants to walk in there and tour it and you know, put his newspaper there. Ah, it doesn't bother me, you know. <laughs> so that's why maybe even here there's reason to say even the chatrila could do it. You know, it would be competition you know. Say it was, it was, uh, it wasn't even a food <laughs> item. You know, whatever the person. He doesn't write what the other person put there. I don't remember what he wrote there. <laughs> How are you stealing from the owner of the train? Because you, you said that you, it, won't, it won't take anything away from the guy who the farmer of the potatoes. But presumably, if I'm the carrot farmer and I didn't put it on the train, I'd have to legally rent another part of the train to put it on. It was already rented out. It was already rented out, and the owner of the train said, you know, you want to use the whole thing, use the half thing, doesn't make a difference to me. Um, the train's going regardless. No, but I'm sorry, but the, 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 the um, carrot farmer did not get permission from the owner of the train to do this, correct? Yeah, I'm not sure if he needs I mean, right now he, it was rented out by the, now, now the one who's renting it, it's kind of, it's, he could ask anyone, he wants to ask other people to put things there, and he could sublet it. He goes on today, I don't think the owner was mocked. Let's assume that. As long as it's not yeah, illegal yeah. items, I guess he wouldn't be not been on it. You know? Because I can see why he wouldn't be. Why he wouldn't I mean, he tags the same thing. Otherwise, this is carrot farmers. They have to rent another car. Yeah. I guess. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And he had several reasons. Let's discuss two of his reasons. Reason number one, he said, is that, as, again, as we learned, once there's some loss, and it's not Zenev is Elochasr, Zenev is Elochasr even a little bit, then the uh, person who's using the property has to pay the full amount or close to the full amount. The, um, he says, over here, the one who's the potato farmer has to pay taxes for all the produce. When it goes through the uh, tobus or whatever they have, they, the weighing station, the, the, uh, he has to pay taxes and everything that's there. So he's going to have to pay some tax. He's going to pay tax for those carrots. That's considered some loss. And once there's some loss, 
then that's it. Then the person has to pay the full rent. Um, so he said, that's number one. Does a loss have to be quantified loss? Like, the, like in the first your first example where we had, you know, someone's house and someone's sitting there, someone sleeping in your house without permission. So Zanana was the chaser. You know, this chaser because for whatever reason I might want to go in that space or whatever it is. It's not quantifiable, but it's still a loss. Whereas this is a quantifiable loss. Yeah, as long as I beat a little, as long as it's uh, it, as long as it's not something the person would rent out. Yeah. I mean, a lagra, that's considered not, uh, not, not a concern. That's number one. Number two, he says, the mere fact that this person had to rent out the entire truck, the entire car, the entire lift, um, regardless of whether he's going to use it or, at all, at all, or the whole thing or not, and now he sees he's not using the whole thing, that's called a loss. That itself is a loss. He would have risked he could only rent out, uh, only have to rent out half the, uh, half the car. He went and put out money for the entire car, and now this person wants to go and benefit from it. That's called Zenden of Zechaser. That's Mamish called a Chison. He wanted to bring a Raya. This was a Chiddush. But a Raya from Atosis here on, in the Sugya to this Chison. That that itself is called a Chisaron, and that Zenden of Zechaser. The show argued on the one arguing the point. He said back, no, it's Pashat. That's called a chisaron, and every person has to pay. What did he do next? What? Did he have to? He had to rent out the whole. Uh, anyways, he would have had to. Yeah, that. What? Anyways, he would have had to. Yeah, the fact that he would have really just wanted only have to rent half the space. He's renting more than he really needs to, and he didn't really want to have to do, want to do that. That's called a chisaron. It's interesting. Say a person needs well, a two-room apartment, and the only apartments available are three-room apartments. Okay, you know, I only need two rooms. I'll, I'll rent out a three-room apartment. I'm not getting anything to use. It'll be empty, empty. And now someone goes and, and lives in that apartment. Or if you say that that is a zenen and vizel is that davar chatzachavir? Or the mere fact that you went and had to rent out, in order to get that two-room apartment, you had to rent out three rooms, a three-room apartment. That's called a chisar. It's the marshag is machadish. That that's called chaser. Doesn't it start before the guy comes? Right. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, he proves again. It's it's a, this is a chiddush. The show gave him a hard time on this, but he uh, he answered back. He said, "This is pasha to me, and from a tosis in Arsugia, that that is called a chisar. And if in order to be able to have the uses of that property, he had to put out money for it, and not be able to benefit from the money put out. That's called an enemy is a chaser." So it's starting at a level up, not just between me and you. It is chasar yeah. power. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That in the case of Zenen and Vizel Chaser, we've been saying all along that it's Bidyevet. You know, Lechatrila, no one should go and be living in someone else's property, even if it's not causing the other person a loss. So Tosas is bothered. What about Kofen Amidastum? There's a cloud throughout Shas that if you have absolutely nothing to lose, why not, let the, why not do a favor and let the person uh, you know, benefit when he can? Uh, the case, one example the Gorm of Abbasar brings down is where there's one of the sons bought a piece of land right next to his father's property. And, um, and when uh, the father's nifter and the children or the, the sons are splitting up the Yerusha, um, he says, you know, can my part of the Yerusha be right next to my land? And, um, and the... Um, and the, and the way the Rambam passes from that Gemara, it's covering a stone, the Gemara says. It's, you have nothing, the other brother nothing to lose. Why not give him the piece of land right next to the other land? And uh, he's able to have one large piece of land. I mean, they have absolutely nothing to lose. So why not do, do your brother a favor? A person wants to open up a, a window. They built higher up. They, they need some air and, and some light in their, in their, in their, in their dre, 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 dwelling place. And they want to open up that window and it happens to be it's going to be overlooking your chutz here. So we, we tell the person who's, going to, who's making that chalon, 
do it on the different side of the house. Why do it over here? Go, you know, I know you need to open up a window on your property. Open up on a different side. Why have it right near this person, is his chutzir, and you're infringing on his privacy? Oh, those are examples of kofamina stones. Here also, the guy uh, is on the street. Let him sleep, sleep in your apartment. You know, like that. You know, like Lakor, you should, you should uh, open the door for him. And they, we showed him the mice. Are, I was saying, we see from our sugya that you have all the right to stop him. Well, how do you have the right to stop him? So what uh, we showed him explained that seems to be what Tos is saying here, but the Mukiyos explains a little bit more. Is that kofanamina stone? is all where it involves that your property. No get to your property that uh, do something no get to your property where it will not affect someone else. Open the window and someone else in, in, in a different direction. Um, when you're splitting up the, the land, take your land in a different area so that the person will have his land, the brother have his land closer to, uh, to the, the, his chalik of the Yusha, closer to his own land. So no get to your property, uh, we say, that uh, that uh, it doesn't involve uh, infringing on anyone else. You know, do something for yourself that will not affect someone else. But letting someone else use your own property coming in on your property—that we never say. Kovim in stone. You want to be a nice guy? Be a nice guy. You have all the right to say you have no right to stay here. We only force a person when it's negated to your own property. Don't do something on your own property that will affect someone else. But someone to go and come into your property and you're mechuyer to go and let him use it. You're not mechayev to have to go and do that. There is a, uh, the mission in Pekiovus, you know, I'll know that says that shali shali, v'shalchah shalach, so the Tanakhama says that that's mita benenis, it's not exactly, it's, it's not negative, it's not positive, and v'yishomen, that's mita stom. So um, that, that's much what stom is all about. Sound like it's a machlokis. So the Tashbits writes, in his parish in Pekiovus, he says there's a cloud, there's no machlokis in Pekiovus. You know, sometimes you have different mandorim, they're all, they all agree, they're all just different uh, ways of looking at it, different ta'aras, different midas, but there's no machlokis in Pekiovus. He says, when it says, v'yeshto means a midas stone, meaning mida benis is a midas stone. By definition, that is what midas stone is all about. The mere fact that a yid doesn't want to give, that's exactly what stone is. And the Novi Yechezkel is shrying about what, what was the problem of stones. And what was the problem of stone? They didn't give stucca. <laughs> they didn't give stucca. They did, they, they, they did terrible things uh, that to, to people, and they, uh, it was, it was a, uh, such an evil society, and that was the problem. They didn't give stucca. So that's where it all started. And if Desla points this out, that's where I started. If you're living in a society that you don't want to give, shali shali shalchah shalach, that mean of benis is what stone is all about. That leads to what 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 stone, what, what stone is. If a person doesn't want to give, then by definition he's going to end up going to being a taker. There's no such thing as mean of benis. That uh, you know, that is maybe more of a. Uh, a socialistic idea, you know, meet a benignus. Everything's even, yours, mine. If you're not going to give, by definition, that's going to turn into a society of stone. And Klaisrod from the Gomli Chasadim, and uh, it's, and we uh, by by definition we we are givers. We we, we give. And we shall talk from the sugya, you know, the bimachshe uh, the. The chashivas of, uh, of, um, of uh, being 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 a no saying, at the same time not, not benefiting from someone else's property when 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 one is not 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 supposed to and paying for it when one is obligated to do so. Great for coming. Remember the Shaila Ma'isa? Remember the Shaila Ma'isa? The what? Any Shaila Ma'isa that came up in this figure? In this figure? Well, say you you go to a uh, store and like Sam's Club. And um, you are a member, but you didn't bring your card. Can you use someone else's card? Your card is home. So, um, do we say that Zenen is al-Chasr, meaning I, it's not like I'm you know, using a card when I'm, I'm not a real member. I am a member, but I'm just using his card. Is that Zenen is al-Chasr? Or is there a good time? Maybe they're Makbid, that you have to bring your card with you, whatever. Uh, Any time you have to do something like that, where... You know, you paid for it. You you are a member of this uh, of Sam's Club. You know, you are. Uh, but can you use someone else's card? So I don't. That doesn't make a difference. I am a member. Who cares which card I use?
Is that also Zen of the Chaser? Is that Mutter Lechatchila to do? Zen of Zenana, no? Because you're buying from them and they're getting the money for the yeah, what you paid for. And you paid your membership. But you already paid your membership. So Zenana of Zenana, no? Yeah, but they don't want you anyone to be have a no unless you have a you have a card. So as Rav said, I don't know. Is this Shachnar Rav? That one. And then what is the person gaining something when the person when I think you're talking about as the emish should be is that considered is that considered shaker as long as the outcome is like what should have been. Yeah, that's um, so. That's a sma, and uh, the sma says that uh, Bergoy is trying to rip you off, and you lie just to stop him from having a chisaron. That's not considered. A, that's a sheker, which is mutter. Um, and he brings down the rav shachar brings that down the halacha. Yeah, here I guess here you know where um, there's like. Uh, the, the uh, the guy's going to charge you extra tax. Right. He's going to charge you. T- really, it's ten percent tax, but for uh, for for a yid, wrongly so, he's going to charge twenty percent. You allowed to tell him the uh, uh, shekher in order that he'll charge you the tax that you really owe. So that's the smile that the rasha brings down the halacha. Um, I think. Yeah, so I think over here maybe it comes down to that are they, is there some hakpada that they want you to bring your card or is that some Geneva's Das if you have someone else's card like is, there, is this Geneva's Das? You're, I mean you go to China even if it's Geneva's Das the Maestro they're not, they're not losing anything right. you know unless they had some hakpada they don't want you know amongst the Seder Hadvar amongst the your hot putter in your store that you have to bring your own card. I think they also they track the card shopping. might just be a formality. Probably what they want to do is track who buys what. So they don't have a good market. So they have a certain hot putter there to it. Yeah. They wouldn't have to charge for that, though. They wouldn't have to charge for that. 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 They wouldn't